0: in the envelope yeah <laughs>
1: definitely not
0: all right so we'll kick this uh episode three episode three three seems yeah. like it's been longer but um all right so let's get into a little we'll get into some of the we can talk about some recent watches too which would be going if we were just leading into with everything so first rich mm-hmm. did, did you watch anything I haven't watched it yet. God fucking damn it. Watch. I've been telling him to watch Deathgasm for I don't know how long now. Watch what? Deathgasm. Another oh. friend of
2: mine actually just recommended it to me recently. Well, if you, so. if you give him credit for telling you,
0: I'll fucking kill
2: him. <laughs> I certainly will
1: not. <laughs> it is it is on
0: record several times now.
1: Um, What's up with that? Tell me about just Deathgasm. Just watch
0: Deathgasm. <laughs> it, it's basically uh, Evil Dead 2 combined with Dead Alive. With the death metal soundtrack, wow! That's the best It'll way. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, it's amazing. You have you It's on. It's on Netflix right now. Is it really? Yeah. You have to watch it and then text on Netflix. see. I want to watch huh? it with uh, with my
2: wife, but she always falls asleep through everything. So I, it has to be <laughs> like a, a good, perfect time to watch it. Otherwise, she's definitely going to fall asleep. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like middle of the day.
0: Well, speaking of Netflix, I don't know if you are you. Are you, a, are you a Narcos fan? Yeah, big time. Did you finish season two already? No,
1: uh, no we're actually oh. taking our time because every time something comes we destroy through it yeah and um like uh what was it peaky blinders we're really into right now and we blew through three seasons in about like four days oh wow (laughs) that's that's a little stranger thing but that's what it was for me it's like uh, but like the the weird part is is we work so much so this was all like anywhere between 11 p.m and 4 a.m just blasting through it so i said uh i love narcos i think I, I think it's one of the best oh, shows yeah. going. Yeah, so I said, we're going to watch one episode a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have to makes- like the old days, <laughs> you know, when you actually had to wait for that. Uh, you know, yeah. So, but uh, I think we're. Maybe two or three in. I oh, okay. just think it's. Oh,
0: I love that because I want I blew through that pretty quickly. Did you really? Yeah, it was well, just... It's also
1: not hard. I mean, just say what was it? Six or eight, right? Episodes?
0: I think they're eight. They're I think not it's doing eight, like yeah. you know like like what is it? Like yeah, it's not ep- like a nineteen. FX's episode, yeah. of the
1: world do thirteen, which is nice. And yeah. then of course network is twenty two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you blow through six hours pretty quick.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I go. You go through a lot of that pretty quickly. Yeah. And the other one I watched, I don't know if, did you see Cold in July? Or have you heard of Cold in July? I have actually never heard of it. It's really, it's actually the first movie Michael C. Hall did post Dexter. Really? And it was, I, it, I had heard about it and it was supposed to be really good. Um, I was kind of unsure because it's like, how do you break him out of that? And it was, it was one thing going from Six Feet Under to Dexter where was kind of, I didn't watch Six Feet Under prior to Dexter, no, so I, did, I didn't have that. Issue. Oh, I, I did. Oh, did you yeah, I watched I, wa- Six Feet I watched Under. it
2: when it came out, so I, I, it, w- it was interesting to see him so take what, on it, a new character. Was it weird like that. seeing that at first? It was. It okay. definitely was because so I didn't get used I, to I, somebody. In yeah, such a way. I, and he he really embodied that character so well on yeah. Six Feet Under that yeah. it was it was interesting to see him shift to this totally different personality but i mean he shift? did it flawlessly oh, i thought yeah. really yeah i mean i th- i thought he w- he did very well with it because he's very kind of uh you know as he goes through six feet under he starts out kind of meek and yeah. really like because he's in the closet and he doesn't know how to tell yeah. people and you know he's he's trying to balance a lot of things to much more of a free and open person who's right. just he's kind of accepted who he is and he wants other people to do the same and uh, you know, he, he kind of struggles with whether he wants to keep his father's business going or not and stuff. So he's much more grounded, whereas Dexter is is kind of more, you know, especially as the series goes on, it just kind of becomes its own reality. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: yeah, there was it was it was weird because I wasn't sure, but um, it takes place in the '80s, which I think is what made it a perfect role because he had the you know quintessential mullet mustache. Okay. It, it was enough to that you weren't staring at him thinking, oh, it's Dexter. Dressed up over the top. right, yeah, it, right. It, it it really was, but it was a really good. It was, it's really good if you are into kind of like old westerns, almost like a thing. Um, and and uh it, it's it's a really good movie. I don't want to give away too much because like, there's a lot in it. But if you're into like really dark, dark dramas, I mean, it goes fucking dark. Hmm. I mean, like to the darkest that really. Uh, if you're a fan of eight millimeter, yeah, <laughs> kind of gets into like that type oh, of really nice. it, it, but it it's just this crazy and a twist you don't see coming actually you don't and that's why like I even he hates saying that cuz you're fucking looking for it right but, yeah <laughs> but it is like it's a really really good movie um I watched that one I watched Paranormal Activity Ghost Dimension mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghost Dimension <laughs> yeah the last okay. one okay uh, that's supposed to end the series it yeah sure it will fucking I hope to cuz i mean it, yeah, It it was that bad? Oh, it was fucking terrible. And and it was like, you know, I didn't mind the first three. The third one was actually really good. I don't mm. know if you even can remember what they were.
1: Three or four, I remember getting like... Four better, was fucking awful. Better reviews. Three, three. Three was really good. Getting three way better reviews than I felt like it Three was where the witches up. kind of came into yeah, play. Yeah. And that was
0: a really good one. It was like, holy crap, they're actually starting. And then four just went off a cliff. Mm. And I don't even know. They, they made a... Uh, I figured what the last one was called. I didn't even watch it, but then they made this one and it was just I don't want I don't want like to shuttle over movies, but it was a just a pile of like why did this even hey, happen? Hey, turn off your mm. notification. mister. My, that's my my uh, that was actually George, <laughs> our our former co host who is dead with life now. Aww, <laughs> yeah, his school came in and George like couldn't get George is texting me from beyond the grave. <laughs> from beyond the
1: grave. Well, that's technology for you.
0: Yeah. And then uh one other thing. I wanted to mention. I don't know. Do you guys listen to? It's going to sound weird if you don't know who they are. It's, it sounds like a bad name, but the Sixty Nine Eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember right. them for sure. Like, fucking love. They They have a new album out. Do they really? That is kind of Jesus. If
1: I haven't heard that name in like. Yeah, I haven't I, thought I feel about
0: like it 10 in years. years. Yeah. I love them so much, but like yeah. their last two albums kind of strayed away from that. Like, because I love when they were that that almost like typo negative and motley crew vibe like that's right. that was when they were at their best yeah, yeah. and then they kind of got into this weird territory the last two and now they have a new one just came out called universal monsters hmm. that's a return which is awesome
1: does that have anything to do with the universal monsters of movie yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's what the, the play is on that is, is it
1: like uh uh what do they call that with the albums when
0: they like Shit. a theme yeah. type thing? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think it's a concept album. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Why think it's that word <laughs> escaped <assumes laughs> me. Concept. I don't think it's so much I, I, I don't just don't... learned it recently so I'm still kind of remember. It. <laughs> I just learned that concept. I still can't oh. spell it. It's with a K, right? <laughs> um, I don't think it's so much as that. It's just like that's kind of the vibe they're going for, but it brought back. I think they brought back like their own uh, producer uh, Rob Zombie-ish? No, I'm not. No. I'm not a big Rob Zombie fan. I didn't ask if you were oh, a okay. fucking Rob Zombie yeah. fan. Well, I <laughs> for five, oh, let, no, me just, just let me scared. just let you shit in my mouth. I just, uh,
1: anytime I think of like, universe, like because that's Rob Zombie's thing. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Speaking that's of just Rob Zombie, did you, did oh, you the John, hear Carpenter, John Carpenter called him a piece of shit the other day?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I read it. I was bummed because I was kind of hoping, Well, it was actually, it was I an like old, I think that was stories, an older but interview, but for some reason, it was one of those ones that, it was, that was, it was older, an older yeah. one, but for some reason, it made the rounds again. Right. And then now, I think was one of those, he just, Publicly said a couple days ago, like, "Hey, just so you guys know, there's there's no beef with the two of us." Right. But it was kind of also like, "Why would he even bother saying that?" It, I don't know. I mean, I love John Carpenter, and I know he's a cantankerous man. They made it. Yes. Yeah, they made it sound like you know
1: him and Rob had a uh, something they didn't agree on with the remake.
0: Yeah. Oh, and which yeah, Rob I mean, kind
1: of said, "Eh, well, tough shit." Yeah. So then he came back and said, "Well, your movie shit." <laughs> But, Which is totally yeah, fair. It's pretty fucking. Accurate. <laughs> as much as. Uh, it, was, it was earned. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I like Rob Zombie, like uh, Thousand Corpses and those. I I, I love those movies. Um, Devil's Rejects yeah. is his
0: definite best it's one. It's the best I think, yeah. movie that's the best ever. I mean, that
1: just reminds me of old school classic 70s yeah. filthy horror movies.
0: Speaking of that, what did you see recently, Gene? Ooh. Cannibal Holocaust. There we go. Oh,
1: Jesus. <laughs> Talk about a, an awakening. Oh, my God. It was... And you know, I made a joke earlier about uh, watching horror movies at noon, but that's why, that's when I put it on. Oh, you? yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if you uh, watch that
0: before bed, I don't even know what that would fucking do to your no, brain.
1: I have a really weird schedule. And one day I was sitting home, and uh, the missus was out, and Lord knows she wouldn't watch that. And, uh, <laughs> you,
0: I, know, you wouldn't want to subject her I to subscribe that.
1: Subscribe <laughs> <Yeah>. to... Uh, <laughs> What is it called? Screenbox maybe or something? Something on the Roku, two ninety nine a month. All uh, horror movies, mostly independent. Pretty terrible, but they're fun. And uh, that was on there. I went under new releases, wow. <laughs> new releases to the app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sure as shit, there it was. I'm like, well, I've been hearing about this thing forever, so I got to watch it. And uh, what felt like four to five hours later, <laughs> yeah. I was pretty. Uh,
0: it's yeah, pretty I,
1: depressed. I don't. It, it, there's certain like I, I
0: love. <laughs> I love exploitation movies. I love that time period in horror movies, but there was so much that was done that's still just like, why? Yeah. Like, why? what was the, the intent behind it other than to like... It's just Shock. Yeah. And like, that's, Shock that's and it. Uh, and it's like, it, but there's nothing, like, even with that, like, it, there's not really a uh, true story. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the story right. of Cannibal Holocaust is about a five-minute conversation <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the whole gist of it. And then they stretch it out into a full length like there's and that's one of those movies like i will never tell anyone to watch i just won't no. not not that like you know i think it's the worst movie ever made like i don't think that i just think that it's something that if i told you you should watch this i will then be forever blamed for what it does Ru- because it's Ru- Ru- day. yeah it does sit with you weird it, it, it just, does it's just one of those movies that's like you like fucked up i mean it's like if someone came up and was you know telling me how they have a collection of snuff movies maybe i right. recommend they watch yeah. skin Holocaust. Yeah. but I, I can't ever recommend that to somebody no it's not a feel-good
1: movie yeah it's, sure. not, it's
0: not it's not it's on my uh not in my halloween rotation I, i've no. heard of you know so many <laughs> sure. different
1: directors say that they were influenced by it or whatever so i'm like ah, th- i hear it's a classic was was what went through my head and yeah. then i watched it and i was just like oh wow this is uh
0: it was one of those that that's like up there with like when Faces of Death and stuff like that was around and everything. Right. Yeah, but you know, Faces of Death was probably a little more fake than. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust, unfortunately, just yeah, right. <laughs> more fucked up. Because I remember being a kid. Do you remember watching that for the first time? Faces of Death, yeah, yeah. and just being like, "Oh my god!" Like it was just oh, everybody thought it was real. Yeah, it was so. It yeah. yeah. was how like did
1: we get a copy of
0: this. It was like Blockbuster. Ah, yes. It was when you first found like Rotten.com when, rotten.com. when you were younger. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like <laughs> looking at all the most fucked up things, and nowhere in your head is like, "Why am I doing this?" It's just. Oh, what else is on here? And then it just kind of is like, oh. And then it's one of those things after the feeling that sets in. Then you're like, yeah. why did I do that to myself?
1: <laughs> I just immediately I w- immediately went online and started googling information about the movie because I actually got more interested in oh ha- yeah how it was made because yeah. you know some of it the gore was pretty intense and I thought wow for the for the time that it came out you know the, the lack of technology like you know the the impaling of the 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 woman in the, the middle of the the town i'm like how do they do that and i found out well she was sitting on a bicycle seat <laughs> blah 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 and she was actually a school teacher and she was married to like the you know one of the cinematographers she's like i'll do it you know
0: <laughs> what the fuck but, why yeah, not why
1: not so she sat on a bicycle seat and put her up in the air and it looked like you know whatever <laughs> um but i was a little i was kind of like it was a little disturbing to read about you know how all the animals that were killed yeah it was, was was real and the unfortunate situation of making a movie is you don't get everything on the first take. Right. So they had to kill, you know. Then they said, well, you know, the director had said in an interview, well, all the animals that died were given to the the people that were in the movie, and and there was, you know, dinners were made by the uh, the tribes. And I was like, ah, well, they live that life anyway. Yeah. They have to hunt and gather. So was it the worst thing? that I don't know. I, I,
0: it's still one of those, like, that's what, that 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 hit me harder than yeah, people. that Yeah, that's what it is that's what it is, <laughs> everyone, is weird. Says, everyone says that about that because it's just like in the back well, of your mind well the media's
1: fucked up dead people first yeah. Now you see them all the time you're like ah oh, 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 yeah that's huh. the thing at a here funniest. we are again but then you see a dead a dead dog on the uh, on the news and you like
0: oh <laughs> man i'm calling
1: talk talkback i'm outraged why, <laughs> why, yeah. i'm mad about this I'm mad about this dead people No, that's
0: well, that's what's it's funny. Like, especially when you look at horror things like going back like that. That it's like that was so fucked up at that time. Now it it's only fucked up. Really, what makes that movie more unsettling is how it was shot and the way the footage looks.
1: It like, was like the first found footage. Yeah, like that's what makes well, that maybe not the first, but yeah, know, but it's yeah, definitely but, one of the
0: first. But it, it and that's that that feel that it gives that makes it still feel unsettling. Because I mean, most of those movies that were like shocking at the time, like old. Argento or Fulci movies or something, it's like kind of tame now. Or yeah, like, it's a little over the top. Too. It's over the yeah. I mean, and the and blood you kinda, and, and yeah. you know. And you can kind of just kind of like yeah oh, well I get it but it's not yeah. like or like or Herschel Gordon Lewis who I sure we should mention just, just passed, passed away, away. yeah. Um, like his like, you know, watching like Gore Gore girls, all these things are like so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Oh, god! <laughs> but at the time, like when Blood Feast came out and everything, I mean, you'd think like he had just, you know, raised the Antichrist to a lot of people the way things <laughs> yeah. were. And it's like, but now it's like you kind of laugh at those things.
2: You know, it's more disturbing is the stuff that you find out about later. Like a lot of older movies, you know, didn't have those little warnings that they say afterwards, or no animals are harmed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So there's yeah. a lot of classic films that you don't know that those things happen until yeah. afterwards and stuff. There was one growing up. Do you remember the Adventures of Milo and Otis?
0: Yeah. What are you? What? Oh yeah. Are See, you gonna ruin that my childhood. I, I am gonna <laughs> ruin
2: your. I'm gonna ruin your childhood right now. A lot of that footage was shot in Japan. Yeah, it's no. it's actually a Japanese film. They brought it over here. They re-chopped it up. They added English. Wait, do you mean voices in? It? <laughs> uh, well, uh let's just oh, say the it. the part where uh, uh the the cat falls off of the 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 waterfall. Yeah, that's legit. You're watching a cat fall to his death. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And there's a lot there's other ones too, you oh, don't yeah, Think but... about like uh, uh Ben Hur. You know, like there's a bunch of them. Where, yeah, you the know, like the
0: older ones before they had those regulations, y- exactly. But it's more fucked up when it's something that but occurred it's in our a, lifetime. But it's in a I feel kids. Like Milo movie. and
1: Otis came out like ten years ago. Fuck, maybe not.
2: It was it was like the mid '80s, maybe late '80s. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like late 80s. There. Yeah, but yeah. like yeah, stuff like that that you th- you don't think, especially in a kids movie, you really you would never oh, imagine yeah. It, yeah. that. But I mean, they didn't have the effects. Next, of those you're gonna days. tell
0: me Optimus Prime really died. <laughs> No! <laughs> That'll ruin your
2: childhood. <laughs> all right, so do you watch anything, Rich? Uh, the only thing I watched recently was uh, the season premiere of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which uh, has Ghost Rider on this season. Oh, that's right. Which is interesting that they went in the direction that they did with that because, first of all, they have, you know, like, the, the TV shows are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, too. So whatever happens on the shows also takes place in the same uh, places as the movies and stuff. But they don't uh, cross over a lot, you know, which I think is on purpose because it would just be too much money to have some of these big actors come in. to yeah. You know, be five minutes oh on God, a TV yeah, show yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, when,
0: we want to cut you off. But remember when big actors wouldn't do TV shows? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a thing for yeah. a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, if you if you were on TV, that basically meant your career was over. Yep. It was like, oh, your movie career's done. That's now why he's on yeah, television. they're scrambling total, total to opposite. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Because, I mean, there, now I, I think, you know, a lot of people say we're in a golden age of TV. We really are oh, right yeah. now. Like, there's some amazing TV that, uh, in a lot of cases, is a lot better than the movies that are coming out anymore, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, the big Hollywood movies, mm-hmm. you know? Like, they're all kind of predictable and the same, whereas they can do so much more with television now. And so I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, I don't know how he's going to look. I didn't think he looked particularly uh, any better or worse than the, the movies, which came out Several years ago, and probably had more money.
0: You haven't mentioned Nicolas Cage's name yet. Kind yeah. of I'm trying. That. I'm
2: <laughs> trying not to. I was waiting to jump in and say, is it him? Because I, I don't no. watch the well, show. Well, here's That's here's not... the weird thing is is that they're going with uh, there's there's several different Ghost writers in the comics. There's different people who have been Ghost Rider. Um, you know, there's the the original, uh, which is the one that nicholas Cage played, Johnny Blaze. Then there's uh, Danny Ketch, who was hit, uh, the, the ghostwriter in the 90s. So when everything was like, oh, you know, flaming skulls were so cool in the 90s. Everything's extreme and, <laughs> you know, the, the chains and stuff. That's the ghostwriter that people actually remember the most, but that they don't think they do. They all think it's Johnny Blaze, but he was the original in the 70s. And into the yeah. 80s, but then uh, throughout the 90s, it was Danny Ketch, and then they kind of the the like a lot of those characters that were you know the tough gritty characters in the 90s. They kind of kind of went away for a little while. Same with like Punisher and stuff. They went away for a little bit, and then they kind of brought them back later on. So uh, a couple of ye- about a, maybe a little over a year ago, really wasn't that long ago that they brought back uh, the Ghostwriter as uh, Robbie Reyes. Who's a completely different character that they created for uh, what they're calling the Marvel Now universe, where they're they're creating all these uh, new characters and putting new spins on old characters and things like that. So they put um, this brand new character in there, which is is fine. You know, other people have been Ghost Rider before, so there's a precedent set for that. But um, and he has kind of a different background where he's not necessarily possessed by the same spirit that the other Ghost Riders did. They just kind of look similar. Was was he, it like he I, also I, drives a car instead of a bike? Like so, it's a flaming muscle car because he works on cars. I guess is his thing. Is it supposed so, to be like
0: Doctor Who? Where their <laughs> that's why I don't understand because I didn't really. I, I Ghost Rider is one of the comics I tried getting into when I was younger. Okay, I tried a handful of comics. and I just. I don't know if it was ADD. I don't know what it was but I remember liking the artwork for it yes stuff.
2: the artwork was very cool and I think that's why more, more people were into that than the yeah. actual stories itself because that's, I don't most know of I didn't the stories know there was... really honestly weren't that good you know there was some cool ones here and there and he has a really cool power set and that's another thing it's like oh he has such cool powers because he could do like the pen and stare where he like stares into your soul and you feel the pain that you've put on everyone in your lifetime. So all the horrible things that you've done to people, if you've killed them, if you've tortured them, whatever... All of that pain comes back to you. At I once. do that so to like, myself, staring in the mirror. Right.
0: I'm like, oh, that'd be real bad for Derek. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, nah, just take no, no, no. no. I make fun of myself for anybody else can. <laughs> Self-deprecating prick.
2: He's gonna go upstairs and cry later. <laughs> yeah. <but> I just <laughs> masked my pain with laughter. <laughs> so I, I guess for the TV budget, they decided to go with the newer version of Ghost Rider. So I, uh, I don't know if they're saying that the other ones didn't exist yet, or yeah. if maybe they're going to introduce them later, because I think a lot of people are holding out hope that they were going to do like a dark version for Netflix, you know, because they did Daredevil and they did yeah. it so well, you know, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, like they're they're really Luke going. Cage
1: with, is a spin-off, right, Jessica Jones?
2: Uh, yeah, I and mean, technically they're all going to get their own series and then they're going to come together. Punisher and, and too, do, right? Yeah, his own. Punisher's getting his own series, so they figured, oh well, if Punisher's getting his own series, and Ghost Rider's going to get it, so I don't know if this. Kills those chances, or if it's their way of testing the waters and seeing how popular character is yeah, outside. What's so of That's It's so funny the... with
0: Netflix now, because like they have that power behind them, right? They like, really do. It, it used to it would, like you wouldn't have had that thought a while ago. It would have been like, oh, it's gone. Obviously, yeah. It's like no, they actually have a lot of leverage behind them now that they can kind of play in big league waters. Well, what were big league waters now? Yeah.
1: yeah. At, at what point? Uh, you're a big comic book fan. At what point is it is it too much? Like too many shows.
2: I don't—I see a lot of people talk about, like, the whole, oh, there's going to be a burnout, you know, sooner or later, that people are just going to get tired of it. And I'm like, well, you know, I a lot of people, like, compare it to Westerns, for example, right. and they say, oh, well, you know, at some point, you know, Westerns just died out or whatever. And I'm like, well, but Westerns yeah. didn't have— the universal appeal that superheroes do. So I think there's always going to be a new spin or a a new way to keep it going. I'm not necessarily... like I'm a fan, so of course I'm biased, but I'm not burnt out yet, and I I think it's going to take a long time before it is because there's just so many more properties and things that they haven't done yet. So I think until they get to a lot of that stuff, I don't think we're... I think when they start rehashing the same stuff, that's... Like, a lot of people are sick of, like, how many times are we going to see... Uncle Ben get fucking killed before... Uh, and then, spy- then he be- he gets bit by the spider I and becomes know. Spider-Man. Is
0: it, is it wrong that my head went to Uncle Ben's rights? No, not at all. Because <laughs> I don't know. Like, that what the hell is that? What does he have to do with this? <laughs> you know, I don't stuff. mind that stuff. I, I like Uncle Ben. <laughs> how do you, uh, What's next, Aunt Jemima? With,
1: with, with being so, that there is so much comic book uh, content out there, how do you keep up with it as a fan? With all the new shows, all the new movies, and the fact that you said they all intertwined so you kind of have to watch everything in order how, how do you as a fan keep it, up with it? it it's it's
2: tough especially you know like w- when you when you're a kid it's just like you can just consume 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 you yeah. know all the time like your job is to basically have fun in mm-hmm. between school you know and now oh, the good old days yeah exactly it's so much harder <laughs> as an adult to do it break Oh, so I, oh, wow. I try to catch stuff right away so then I don't have to think about it or, like, have it right. ruined for me. A lot of times, you know, if you let it go for a oh, long time, gosh, yeah. then a bunch of people just talk about it, and, and that's the end of it. So, you know, I try to, uh, like, I subscribe to a lot of different blogs and stuff, and I read up on you it, you know, so right away. Yeah, so I try, to, I, I try to come out in front of it before, you know, everybody else right. gets to it, you know.
0: Well, since we're talking about superheroes, let's get into our topic Since we have uh, a chef with us. We have a topic? Yeah, we're going to (coughs) talk about foodie stuff. Oh. That's what I figured. Nice. Since uh, Chef Gene Philbin is here with us, I just thought, because, you know, with everything we talk about, like nerdism and stuff like that, like that's definitely a a sub genre, I guess, that's really taken off with everything. So, before anything, though, what is your background, Gene? Like, how did you get yourself wanting to get into being a chef or anything? Was it something you stumbled on? Did you.
1: My family, pretty much, growing up, came from. uh, Italian side that I was in, um, was I, in. You're you're no, out. I'm out. I'm like, every time I get out, they pull me back in. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just growing up around my aunts and my mother. Uh, they were all great cooks.
0: Really. I so mean, you that, know from a young age, you were like really into it. Yeah,
1: or? yeah, big time. Um, I just really enjoyed it. I loved it. I mean, you know, I loved eating. Um, and I loved, uh, as you could probably tell.
0: Um, no, they can't.
1: Oh, they, it's it's radio. I'm fat. <laughs> All right, I'm husky. <laughs> I'm big bone. <laughs> I'm big bone. Um, yeah, I, I, honestly, it was early age just spending time um, in the kitchen with my mom and with my aunts and everything. We used to have a lot of fun. And, you know, them just let me stir the sauce or add some seasonings and stuff. And that's really where it started. Then, uh, strangely, at 14, my first job was at McDonald's. And I I really couldn't. So you
0: really learned how to cook.
1: Yeah, that's where I. That's where where I got a lot of my recipes now. Um, I couldn't cook at fourteen. There, there are a lot of strict rules. Um, It wasn't until I think sixteen where I was allowed to start using certain equipment. So um, Friday nights we had a really cool manager only that night. So Friday nights uh, they kind of let us mess around a little bit, like with our, you know, I well in the in the business we call a family meal. There it was, you know, your your lunch break. They used to let us play. Well, there's not a lot of play. There's not a lot to play with at McDonald's. There's no seasonings. There's no herbs. There's no you know. It's I just, could put a,
0: a burger on the top part of the bun and ex- you inside ex- out. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So what we started doing, we really just started playing with like we would be opening up packets of the sauces, like hot mustard, and the, that's when buffalo kind of was starting to take off. Yeah. And we would like be mixing sauces and adding them to. Like, I remember the one time we took the breakfast sausage, and then we sprinkled, like, salt and pepper on it to try to cut through the sweetness. And we put, like, uh, the hot mustard on it and peppers and onions that were on a a different sandwich. And then, like, sauce that was supposed to be on, like, the McRib sandwich. And just, like, throwing this weird shit together and just having fun. And and then, like, a couple times, not often, but a couple times some things kind of worked. And we'd be playing, and we'd be like, wow, we really made something kind of fun here and, um, you know, we would try to do something different for our lunch break. That was a big – honestly, as silly as that sounds, No, yeah, that it's... was a huge spark because that got, like, me thinking about flavor contrast and, you know. Well, and, and, and someone not thing... standing
0: over – because, I mean, the one thing, you know, with being with, with your mother, especially an Italian family – there's strict f- rules to the recipes. Yeah. Was, yes, and, yeah, yeah. and getting, mom, yeah, getting, yeah. getting to play. Yeah. yeah. Is a little, that was
1: the first time yeah. I really got to play with food. Um, and just like do stupid. Like I said, it was doing stupid shit. Um, most of it didn't work. Some of it was a lot of fun. Uh, that really sparked it more than anything. Um, was just that. So did uh, you
0: know, like right then, like you wanted to go to culinary school and everything? Yeah, like, you already knew, yeah. like you knew of its existence too. Yeah, at that point,
1: I felt, well, I, I, you know, that's when, like, um, well, I mean, computers were already out for quite a while, but we still had like dial up. And I remember oh, going yeah.
0: back on going a, a couple chat rooms. AOL. dot com, about. going into a <laughs> chat room,
1: you know, type ASL. In, oh, type, <laughs> type in food in the chat room search, and you know, try to like, uh, you know, I, I did some homework, you know, and um, found out that LCC actually had a program. And um, thought, well, that sounds like a good place to start. And I remember even my mom, who like loved cooking, was like, "Ah, why don't you get into computers?" At the time, I was I was I knew how to use a computer. Yeah, I was better at it than maybe some people. And um, that's when things really started to take off for computers. She's like, "Seems to be a future in computers." I'm like, it's, "I don't give a shit about computers. <laughs> I want to cook." She's like, "All right." So. Went to LCC, did that, and then worked my ass off and then went to the, you know, once I got to a point where I realized I kind of extinguished my uh, knowledge in the restaurants. Then I went to CIA in New York for uh, four years, Um, which was smart because I went there when I was 21. So I really got to appreciate it a lot more. I was a little bit smarter, um, a little bit more mature little bit. Not a lot, trust me. (laughs) Not a lot. Uh, As you know, we were talking about fart jokes earlier, which are written all over your uh, refrigerator. Um, No, but just going there like with, with, you know, kind of with a base knowledge already, which was kind of cool because, you know, a lot of kids coming out of high school didn't didn't really, you know. So it was uh, advantageous to go up at the time I did. So my, you know, this whole thing started a little bit later than normal, but. Oh, the it, hell's the rush, you know. Well that's also,
0: it, it's also it's I always felt that way with like people graduating high school. It's like I don't get and not that you know I'm gonna freaking change anything from here, but I don't get the the push to make a kid go right from high school into college. And the push is always like the push basically at the at the ultimatum of it is figure out what the fuck you want to do with the rest of your life at eighteen.
1: At eighteen, it's it's impossible. What the hell?
0: I mean if I if I was gonna do what I wanted to do at eighteen, like I don't even know. I, I honestly don't even remember what I wanted to, to do. Yeah. I know at one point I wanted to go to makeup schools and to go to Tom Savini's makeup school. I was dead set on that. Yeah. Thank fuck I didn't because I wouldn't even be able to afford this room or something. Well, thing. that would be yeah. awesome. <laughs> one. But yeah. Because I, mean, I mean, that whole thing, I mean, it'd be, it's a a hard hard job. it'd be such a cool thing to be able to say I did, but yeah. ma- paying the bills and, and actually paying that loan back, not that I'm successfully paying back my other student loans, no. but <laughs> I would not be able to pay that one back at all. It's like that's 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 what I never got. And I think it's so much better like going at that point, like when you're like 21, you have somewhat of an understanding, not of life, but a little bit more a of yourself. Bit. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you Definitely can kind of yourself. you know why you're there. Like that's the whole thing. Like, because I mean, I would going back to school later, too. And it's like you kind of have that more, and you, and it's it's weird because you're sitting in those rooms and you see the people that are just out of high school sitting there and just fucking off and not fully letting it all sit in. And you're like, well, they still have like senioritis stuck yeah. in your head. And it's like, you, you're not going to get this. Yeah. Like you can see the ones that are going to just kind of fall away. Yeah. I'm sure you can see it even more in a culinary school because it's quite obvious well, right it's, away. It's like pretty... you're not, you're not, you don't, in a regular classroom, you don't see their tests. No. But when you're cooking. No, you do. You can you see, see, their fucking you see what's going <laughs> on.
1: The school, I mean, it's a fairly one dimensional, you know, school essentially. They either going to cook or you're not. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of kids that, you know, graduated from there and then they ended up in law school or whatever. And (laughs) You know, one's a a New York City police officer and, you know, wasn't uh, the path, I guess, wasn't for everybody. But again, this was kids coming right out of right out of high school. The other thing is, you know, when I got into CIA, um, although it's 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 pretty big right now. But back then, celebrity chefs were all the rage. This was when. Emerald Legacy was st- still had I mean as popular as he is now he's, he had the show
0: oh yeah he was you the know th- to, he to, was pretty much the main one he was, was the part? main yeah.
1: one and to the point where I think it was ABC gave him a pilot oh and now yeah. it, it didn't last the no. pilot aired and that was the end of
0: it that was that the one that he, it was part reality tv no, part cooking no, show this was
1: straight up family comedy and he's not an actor yeah, this happened. This, 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 for, some is, reason, yeah. for some reason, for some reason, I might remember it. came I and remember. went so goddamn quick. Thank, thankfully, you don't remember it. <laughs> but that was a big part of it too. Like I specifically remember a handful of kids. Like, uh, you know, I want to be a celebrity chef. I want to be a celebrity chef, which is cool. I mean, that's a great dream, and I, I, I would never tell anybody. Not but you got to gotta be, a them, you gotta be a chef first. You got to be a chef first, and then so they get out of culinary school, and then they go to New York City. And they think, all right, I'm going to go to the best restaurant in New York, which you could get into. It's Mm -hmm. not impossible. But you're going to get in there. You're probably going to get, if you get paid. Yeah. Yeah. So like a place like 11 Madison Park, it's like on the top 10 best restaurants in the world. And I think it's third in the country. If you get in and if you get paid, you're probably going to start somewhere around $12, $15 an hour which in Manhattan
0: is Oh, it's nothing. It's, it's below minimum it's wage. Yeah, it's like that's... And
1: I mean it's literally tornaying mushrooms and peeling, you know, onion. It's it's a different way. and 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 it's good though. It's it's a good thing especially if you're young. If you're getting out of culinary school, if you do the two-year program and you're 20 years old, freaking do it, man. And peel those onions the best yeah. that you can because it's going to be huge for you. But you also have to do it for 16 17 hours a day. So I think a lot of that, you know, kind of kicked some of them in the ass. And you realize, wow, this isn't as luxurious. And, uh, and no
0: one cares about your credentials. No one gives you a, a to, shit. You man. have to earn it once you get in the kitchen. When
1: I got out of CIA, like, I was really proud of my degree. But at the same time, uh, so I went for my bachelor's, which you go through summertime. So I got it done in three and a half years. So I was 24 when I got out. And I was really proud of the degree. But I also kind of knew, like, I'm not going to shove this down anybody's throat. Yeah. But it was on the resume. It was the first thing on the resume. Nobody gave a shit. They're like, what, can you cook? Yeah. Can you, you know, can you do a buck 20 on the line on a a Thursday night? You know, can you follow the recipes that you didn't write? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. sure, you know. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing, you know, coming out of that school at times, people had the mentality like, I'm a CIA grad. Yeah. I graduated. The world is my oyster I graduated from the best culinary school in the world, which I wholeheartedly agree. That it is, but yes, they say, the world is my oyster. Yeah. Well, your oyster is not fucking shocked, brother. It, it's very. And there's it, no it, pearls in it either. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's funny because
0: it's like a lot of it. <coughs> there's a lot of parallels, and I think it's partly because it'll be, we can talk about this too with like how cooking has become and uh, in, in the entertainment industry. Well, you right, and, and, you and mean, that's and that's especially what right now, and you see that parallel with like people that went to school for music and went to school for these things that you're supposed to, you know. I don't even know why you go to school for some of these things because it's like, well, you just got to fucking learn. Like that's what yeah. you do. Like it's great to have a degree in these areas and and uh, understanding the fundamentals, but you just fucking learn and you work. And it's hard when you you get a degree in something that is so open ended that that like it's really on you. Now the onus is on you to 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 now earn that degree, even though you you've paid for the degree. Yeah, you haven't earned the degree. Right. And that's where a lot of it I think is interesting is like seeing that because there's so much now with the way things are now too, which I'm sure now when when did you graduate from CIA? What year was 2004. it? Two thousand four. Yeah. So it's like so it just was, seeing like twenty four. Seeing everything with with like food network and things taking off. Like that's what's changed it dramatically. And those schools, like do you do you go up there at all much or?
1: Yeah, I've been back a few times.
0: Is it like do you see the difference in the class? Oh, it's a whole different school yeah. now.
1: I know like a lot of things have changed as far as when I went you had to have six months of um, industry experience. Hmm. Had to. That's gone. Last I heard. Unless it changed again, I don't think it did. Wow. Um, you have to have six months. That's gone. Um, different, you needed three letters of recommendations from chefs. Um, I'm pretty sure that's gone too. And honestly, you needed a proper SAT score. Right, like most Which, colleges, yeah, yeah,
2: you would assume um, that's part of the deal. That
1: I believe is still in place, you know, because mm. and and they didn't get rid of these things because they're you know lessening the quality of their education. I think that they just really wanted to get more kids in, right? And it it wasn't the easiest. And I'm not sure. Trust me, I'm not trying to fucking pat myself on the back. It wasn't the easiest school in the world to get into, mm. you know, if you came out of high school. And never step foot in a restaurant. You're not getting in in your senior year. Or right. I'm sorry, after your senior year. You need, you have to spend six months. Now, the best part about the school is they don't have semesters. They have blocks. Each block is three weeks. So every three weeks, new kids. Thank you. Derek just brought me a frosty cold beverage. Every three weeks, new kids came in and old kids left. Hmm. So there was a, which is a beautiful thing because, all right, so I I just graduated high school and I want to go to the CIA. I could work all summer. I'm still three months short. What's the big deal? Work the extra three months, September, October, November. you ready for December start. You go in. I mean, Christmas break was like fucking four days. <laughs> like, not like college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you went straight through summer. You got a week mm. off uh, on 4th of July. That was it.
0: Do they have a high dropout rate or
1: is it like a- uh, now? I don't know when I was there. I'm not really sure, to be honest. When I was there, man, I was there with a tight class. Yeah. Um, the one thing with the, when you're in a class, it's different because you're a you're a crew. You're you're yeah. a kitchen crew uh, and not so much a class. So um, you stick together. And if there's an outsider that doesn't want to stick with you, you find a way to get rid of them. In, not in the sense like why, you, why did you, you just
0: you, wink you, at me, you, did b- you Make you like a motion. <laughs> <somewhere>?
1: <laughs> but you, you have to stick together because every class is like working in a restaurant, yeah. And many of the classes are actually re- actual restaurants that serve real people. So you really have to, you know, be in tune with your class. Um, when I was there, I feel like certain classes had a higher failure rate than they did a dropout rate. Like That's what I wonder because with, course,
0: with that, because most of those other type of things like in the entertainment industry stuff, like they have a very high dropout rate. That's what I wonder how it was. It's, but I mean, when you're going to culinary school, I would think it'd be a little more because it's different in that it's it's only now kind of more in that realm. It's almost more of like a trade school with, right. with that other part now kind of put in because of the way popular culture has moved. But yeah. it's not like it's taught there they're not like they don't have Food Network star 101 class or whatever no definitely
1: not which um, I mean I they, they
0: know they, they more than anything are trying to weed those people out right away
1: I think that's one of the first things they tell you it's like yeah. all right when you graduate you're not gonna you're not gonna yeah. get your own show um, I noticed too recently they really are changing with the times more so when I was there everything was about wine life was about wine. Um, The food trends were about wine, Mm -hmm. and that's all we learned. Uh, Our wine classes were intense. We spent a month in Napa Valley training, touring, Uh tasting. It was pretty amazing. Now, because of all these cool movements of of everything uh, culinary, obviously, I don't have to tell you, Derek (laughs) Gleason slash Warren, whatever the hell your last name is, (laughs) Is well, that the, like cra- in
0: hiding. You the craft beer no, I'm telling everybody if <laughs> you can fucking
1: delete it if you want. Um the craft beer movement has has made its way into the CIA. Yeah. Oh, to the, can to the point where uh they teamed up with Brooklyn Brewery. Oh, is Garrett Oliver doing something? And yes, they have a uh a brewing class now. Oh, wow. which is a part of the bachelor's program. Bachelor's degree there is very cool. It's very different. Associate's degree, you could get Year and nine months, you're in and out, cook, 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 cook yeah. done. Bachelors, is a lot of cool shit. Um, and now one of them, one of the parts of that is learning how to brew beer. Wow. Yeah. With uh, guys from Brooklyn Brewing Company. That's awesome. So <coughs> one Excuse
0: of the things me. that you can speak of because you were part of it is the whole... Gene's <laughs> eating his mic. He told me to eat the mic. <laughs> the whole... The whole, like, movement with everything with, like, Food Network and that kind of stuff. Like, how do you, like, I don't want to say feel about it because I don't want to make it, like, a personal thing. But how do do you, as you've been guiding your way through all this, like, see a lot of that? Um,
1: eh, There's good and bad to it, I guess. I really like what they're doing now. They're really kid-driven right now. yeah, And that's really seems to be their their demographic. uh, Families, obviously, kind of always been. But uh, boy, man, you can't go like an hour without seeing a show where kids are cooking, and I have zero problem with that. I think that's the coolest freaking thing ever, man.
0: I, it is addicting. because I was wind up whenever it's like something kids edition. It's like and some of them right. are blowing the,
1: the <laughs> socks off of some some well, oh, yeah. big time chef. Oh yeah, time. But I mean, just uh, you know, the, the, these kids going in with the thought process of uh, cooking a dish and making sure that there's proper acidity, bitterness, saltiness, pe- pepper. You know.
0: Fuck, it, man. I was happy to make Steakums after. Yeah, for <laughs> steakums sure. Steakums and yeah. Lipton noodles. Yeah. And I was it's, it's really
1: pretty cool. And I was just out with my family last night, and my uh, uh, 10-year-old nephew was telling me that he's taking Home Ec. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. I'm like, what do you... I said, did you start cooking yet? Because I know there's other things they do in yeah, Home yeah. Ec as well, which I think is all good. And he's like, yeah, uh, we're cooking our first dish tomorrow. We're doing grilled chicken wraps and they're getting raw chicken breast in and they're going to learn how to cook it 10 yeah i was Shit. so happy yeah so um you know people have their opinions about the food network i mean it is what it is it's you know i don't know what i don't know what chefs expect it, it's 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 a fucking network that's directed towards families. Well, yeah, and it's also... It, it, it's it got to be entertaining. It, well, and it also has to be entertaining. Like, I, you know...
2: Which I think is why they're so contest-driven now. It seems like yeah. every show is a There's contest. A like, it's contest. gotten away from, you know, the old-school cooking shows. But like, where the Emerald you just, show we were just talking <laughs> about. Yeah, them. you would, you, you know, basically that? talk to the time? camera. Like more, Julia yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Julia Child. Old, like, oh, okay. Yes, exactly. exactly. Stuff like, Those like, were the best. Yeah,
0: like, that's... and And... It is kind of like there. There is that is out there. You kind of have to look for it a little bit more. That's, it is, and I think that's what the Food Mo- Network. You, know, you
1: got like your Sunday mornings. Yeah. You know, Guy Fieri still does his cooking show from his house in Santa Rosa, and a lot of times he has his kids on with him.
0: You could find two fat ladies. You and, remember that? Yeah, no? Oh my oh. God, Jesus, mm.
1: they were so much fun. Oh, they were great. <laughs> Julia Ch- uh, PBS app on Roku, man. You can find all the Julia Child stuff. Jacques yeah. Pepin. There is still that. A lot of it's during the day. Um a lot of that like with the paul deans of the world is is definitely demoed towards you know uh That's people good. that are at home during the day, right yeah, and uh how to cook food for family when they get home uh which I think is cool you know i I still remember being young and being in love with that uh, with emerald Live you know it was it was the j it was tonight show it was Jay Leno of cooking mm-hmm. he had guests, he had a live audience he had a freaking band, and he was making his food and um but food TV now, like right, Food Network, is it is what it is. It's it, I, I still think it's pretty cool. No, it, it's still it's introducing things to people. It is. It really is. It's definitely family driven. Um, they're not gonna listen. They're they're never gonna put a chef documentary up about these young chefs coming up and battling the things that so many chefs do, like alcoholism or drug addiction and the eighty five hour work weeks and all this. That has a market somewhere. That's where the Netflix yeah. of the world comes in. Yeah, and they're fucking killing it. The, the food stuff that Netflix is putting together is, is unbelievable. Hmm. So, there's a whole other dynamic to food TV. So, you have the Food Network, which is family driven. You have the Cooking Channel, which is owned by Food Network, which is originally from Canada. That's very much. That's like, a little more like
0: old that we were talking about. It's the a focus. little bit old yeah. school. You yeah. got
1: the cooking shows, you got the guys, you know, and then you have some travel shows on there, like Aron Sanchez going to find the best tacos in the world. Right. I love those shows, they're always a lot of fun. Then you get on the Netflix and you watch something like Chef's Table, yeah. and that's hardcore shit. Yeah, that's not for families. Um, and I don't mean that because they curse or because they're, they're
0: showing no, they but crows the or it, whatever. it shows the darker side it's, of things sometimes. It's like the, the work ethic, which it isn't shows
1: the work ethic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's showing these guys spending all these hours uh, in these kitchens. But they're also creating food that you cannot, well, unless you're awesome, which many people are, you cannot create at home. I mean, these are things. These are guys with root cellars that are fermenting reindeer moss for months at a time because they have a kitchen in Sweden. And they only have three months out of the year to get any kind of local, quote, unquote, local produce. So whatever local produce they could get, they'll serve it as fresh as they can. Then they got to pickle it. They got to ferment it. They got to stink it up somehow. They got to turn it into kimchi. They got to, you know, they have to find ways to make it last so that they could serve it all year long. And it's hard to do in a place like this a restaurant, Favken, is in the middle of Sweden. And they don't see snow for like three months out of the year. And it still takes time for shit to grow. Yeah. It just doesn't grow when the snow melts. <laughs> so you, this guy's looking at like one month, maybe a month and a half of solid produce. And wow. he's got to snatch up and turn into
0: something. Hmm. That's the stuff. It's like that's you seek that out when you go. Like it's like that with I think anything like that. There's there's the surface level, like the Food Network, the surface level, like introductory courses type thing. Then right. you want to get into a little bit more breaking the recipes down. You have something like I mean, these aren't dead on examples. I mean, you break it down where you get into like the cooking channel, the uh, cooking and, and like you can kinda see how things are broken apart. And then when you get to that, then you wanna dive deeper. That's that's usually when like that's like when you get into a band, like, all right, we got into Green Day when we were kids. Yeah. All right, and then you go Give and you example. find like a band that influenced Green Day, like, all right, the Ramones. Perfect. Then you kind of start to dig back a little bit more, and you get into stuff like the germs or these, like yeah. not as well known. Those old school CBGB bands, yeah. And, uh, and you just kind of pick that apart. What
1: was that one band? The Dead, uh,
0: Dead something. I can't remember. The, the Dead name. Boys. Dead Boys. Boys. I fucking love the Dead oh Boys. Oh my god! Like you, <laughs> what you, you, a story. You pick. Oh god. <laughs> you you pick all these things apart, but it's like that with anything. It's like, 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 like peeling an onion with those things. Like we tell yeah. you how it always is, and you kind of work your way through. And get into it, but like it's on you, and that's why I don't like when you see people flipping the onus on on Food Network. Well, it's like we never said we were that. And they never did. They yeah. never
1: claimed it was, and that's what. Yeah, I, and it's I like mean, I, I, I get I what it. people are saying that, yeah. like, like,
0: like, oh, well, they should be doing that. Well, why should they? Why Wh- should they?
1: Like, well, they have millions of viewers a exactly. day. Exactly. Why are they going to put on some depressing shit about us all being drunks and <laughs> and, and, and working a hundred <laughs> like hours I a mean, week? They want to make shit fun and colorful exactly. and exciting. And like you said about the 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 uh, the the um, competition. Hmm. I mean, that's huge right now, and all the competition games on that show. For the most part, are super lighthearted,
0: yep. and super fun.
1: And you get a little story arc. I, I was in there on too. one of
0: them. That's why we were getting into this. And
1: it, which one I were you had on? Gene? Guys, Grocery Games, and it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. I felt so comfortable and at home the entire time. And Guy Fieri gets dumped on uh, more, more than any other chef right now, mm-hmm. um, and he is one of the sweetest guys I've ever met in my life. He loves food. He loves his family. He's got a potty mouth when they're not around, just like any other chef. <laughs> he might not be in the kitchen anymore because he is an entrepreneur now. He's not a chef.
0: Well, he kind of always was a serial entrepreneur. Like Big he, time. He had a lot of restaurants. Even like I don't think he ever built himself up as like the way other like you know like an emerald like he, Emerald's a chef. Emerald's a chef, and then kind of became something became else. This this monstrosity. It, it seemed like Guy kind of had the idea of opening restaurants and tinkering with before recipes. he
1: went on uh, Next Food Network Star, which he won. Um, he had six or seven.
0: Yeah, I remember he had a couple going already,
1: and so, so he was I mean, kind of already not was like already, in the kitchen all the time. Yeah, His yeah. toes were already dipped into that water. Yeah, and now he has, I think, thirty ish. Wow. And it's not just him, you know. He has partners oh, yeah, and yeah. stuff, I mean, he has one in the Poconos now. Yep. You know, and it's uh maybe a matter of time before one ends up in Scranton if it does well. But and then you know he opened his joint in Times Square. Guys, All American Grill, and he, that's the one that kinda... he he went after yeah. the tourists. He went after the people that are fans of his food, and he went out with this with a wacky menu. It's it's fun. It's a little over the top. Uh, it is creative. I don't. It's just wacky. It's, yeah. it's maybe not something that I necessarily cook, but the masses would love this shit. You know, you're talking about. Deep fried balls of smoked gouda mac and cheese on top of a burger, on top of a fried egg, wrapped in bacon, on a bun with you know, homemade so heart fries. Healthy, heart healthy. Yeah, <laughs> super, yeah, yeah. He's really going after the, you know, the low cholesterol, you know, good essential oil. <laughs> but that's the kind of menu that he wrote for this place. It yeah. was let's have fun. Yeah. Super kid friendly. Super family friendly. Wacky max. And um, Different sandwiches and, you know, a couple of entrees, but everything was just over the top. Everything was smothered in something gooey and honestly, not terrible. I mean, it was it's just a fun over the top. And then for some bizarre reason, and they should have known better, New York Times decided to, to raid it and they destroyed them. Right. Ripped I remember them, reading that. Ripped them to shreds. Yeah. That's not a restaurant for the New York Times. Yeah, oh yeah. To be re- to be writing
0: about. That's like going like them going to Burger King and being like, "What is this?" Like, well, I mean, I mean not not it, fair no, a comparison, but, no, no, but it, you it, know what you're going into. You're, it,
1: it, it is a glo- I mean, not you know,
2: maybe Hard Rock Cafe or exactly. something like that. Okay, yeah. You know, I was like a say a, something
1: like a TGI Friday's, a Hard yes. Rock, uh Planet Hollywood, I don't even know if they exist anymore. But, you know, that the family-friendly, over-the-top, huge menu, seven pages Whatever in the hell you could possibly imagine wanting to eat will be on that menu in some fashion. Fish and chips, but, you know, it's, it's got to be a, you know some wacky beer that they pick, which is always fun. And, but, you know, there's, there's a bunch of young fucking kids that love Guy Fieri and, and, and work for him and went into this restaurant, followed his recipes, and cooked with heart, and then the New York Times can't. Listen, it's not La then. It's mm-hmm. not Alinea. This is not, you know, Montpesh. This isn't a four-star restaurant. Yeah, no one's this coming out with
0: the wine pairing menu or anything. This is a yeah. fried
1: mac and cheese ball burger joint with with wacky combinations and and huge, huge, huge mugs of Miller Lite for, for $3 during the right time of the day. And he wants huge turnover. I mean, the guy... So when WWE had their restaurant, it was in the same location. They backed out because they were paying $64,000 a know, month. They had a restaurant? Yeah.
0: I didn't even know yeah. that.
1: They were paying sixty four grand a month in rent. I only wow. assume that whatever guy's paying is more. This was oh, yeah. 15 years ago. He's burning turn him. The thing seats 400 and some people. The prices are reasonable. A family of four could go in there and have some wacky shit and see guy's picture everywhere and buy his books and buy all his swag. It's a fucking tourist trap. Yeah. So for them to go in there and rip the place apart, they knew that they were getting into, like you said. It's like the New York Times going into a hard rock and really pontificating over the fucking
0: mozzarella sticks and the (laughs) marinara sauce. Kiss my ass. Well, sometimes they need to get put in their place, God. Honest to God.
1: (laughs) But at least these cocksuckers were in the kitchen making these mozzarella sticks from scratch. Yeah. Not hard rock. Fuck them. I'm talking about Guy's Place. As wacky as it was, a lot of... It was all scratched. Their chicken fingers... All that shit was made from scratch. He's not Brian frozen product. Yeah, I'm not saying he's using sustainable pasture raised chicken. He's not. Yeah, he can't. Oh, yeah, not, price, not in that yeah. location. No, but they're trying to do something fun and wacky and different. And uh, yeah, he gets shit on all the time. Truth is, he's been a sweet guy, and he's been sweet to me. And uh, that's all I could say about him.
0: <laughs> the one thing that with, with all of this that is interesting that I wonder what you what you think with this is. We watch all these shows and you see all this stuff, and we all kind of get inspired to to cook at home and stuff. But I always wonder, like, is everyone able to cook? It's kind of like you watch American Idol. Like, is everyone able to sing? Well, I'm not. Do- Would you like me sing to do cook? a number? <laughs> Put some on the radio. Let's, get some, Let's there, get some Celine Dion. Let's get some Celine Dion going. I have I have her whole back catalog. For, <laughs> forever. No, um, and whoever was listening is gone, long gone. Oh, they left a while ago with our
1: potty mouths. Is everybody able to cook? I think so. Some people think they can't. Are you a good cook?
2: Uh, I'm okay. Uh, yeah. My wife is better, actually. Yeah. yeah she usually... She seems
1: like really be into food, man. She's she always, is uh, uh, online posting stuff, and yeah, you guys. Uh, what do you like to cook? Do you have a favorite? Um, something I'm... that you think like, man, I make this fucking really good.
2: I, I mean I've always been like a steak and potatoes kind of guy. Nice, you know. Yeah. So that's that's you know put put something on the grill or something like that. So I'm I'm good better. with that kind of stuff, yeah. you know. My my wife is more you know she's a little more creative, you know, and she likes to she doesn't like the same thing all the time. She wants to try something cool. different every time and put a different spin on something that yeah. we've done a million times before and oh, stuff. Nice. So you know she yeah, she's she's very good, you know, and like uh, you know she. Watches a lot of Food Network like I do, and at first I was kind of I was I was I was like, "What the fuck you watching that shit for? How can you watch this for six hours? (laughs) That's stupid." And then I'd start watching it, eight hours later, I'd be like. Wow, okay. All I'm right, like, now, well, I I could
1: get do that with a steak. I, I get steak it.
2: All right. Yeah. That's cool. What do
1: you said? We need, we need really a set a of uh, iron
0: skillets and <laughs> yeah. uh Oh, to, oh let's yeah. Get a cast iron gloves. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Next thing yeah, you know you you're buying a smoker <laughs> and you're like, right? I'm smoking everything going forward. <laughs> and we're using oak. Only oak.
1: What about you? Wilson Gleason, whatever the fuck your last name is, <laughs> Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, <laughs> you got you and the Mrs. Cook.
0: Yeah, you know I I I've gotten her because I've always loved to cook since I was a kid. Like, cause I mean I I was a I was a latchkey kid, so I mean oh Of, right on. of, of course, you know my cooking in my early age was Lipton instant noodle yeah. and, and you know something like that. But then it started kind of just playing a little bit. Not that I was really getting into anything. So I was still young. Yeah. Um, but then, like when I moved away and I like, started trying other different foods and got into like Indian food and trying all these different international foods I didn't have here, right? That's like when it started to open me up more. And, like I still I love cooking all the time I cook as much as I can, um, not as much as I used to just because of schedule and life. Oh, sure, but I mean, I used please. to cook like every meal all the time. I always cooked. Yeah. So it was something I always enjoyed, and it's just like like that's what really I think opened me up more was was getting into like I love Indian food, love mm. good Indian food. Yeah, and I could just eat that all the time.
1: Even Americanized uh, Indian, that you know, oh god, it's so good. It's full Go, flavor, lots of spices. Going you know.
0: over to England for the first time and having Indian food there, where that's like Chick, more of like chicken know, tikka masala like is the, the, nat- the national dish. It's the national dish, and of it's the best fucking, fucking thing. I ate that so I, and I tried, you, and
1: you won't find that in in, uh, in India anywhere. No, the tikka no. masala dish, the way that they make it with the tomatoes and the butter and. everything. Doesn't exist no. in in India. That's, it's it's
0: funny that most international dishes that it, we look at as international dishes the, are that way. It's right, their
1: version of chicken parmesan.
0: It's I, I, and it's so fucking oh, good. oh so good. The and first so time, does chicken parmesan. The first the first time I had that, I just remember that uh, experience. Because I because I was younger, when um, I grew up like my 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 father is a little more adventurous. My mother is very. Uh, I like going to a chain restaurant because I know if I get it here, I'm going to get the same thing in anywhere. Where, right. So it was a particular chain that she likes the most. Well, Wendy's was one. I remember as a kid, we used to go to fast. Oh, fast right on. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of like actual restaurants, but it, it was, but that's I'm how it case. was. But it was just very uh, kind of pumping out the same old thing. Sure. But uh, when I got into having all this other stuff, like on my own, that's when it really opened up for me because yeah. I didn't have it as a kid, that exposure of like, go and try something new. Right. And that's why I think is interesting with the way things are now is like it's you have to try something new the way things are. There's there's just menus always changing. Like, yeah, like with, with the way things like even like how you have the food truck and everything, your menus are always changing. That's right. what a lot of places are doing now. There is no set menus at, at places that are. Now, I guess, and happening, or however you want to put it, yeah. But that's where things yeah, are. Been it's fortunate,
1: always- uh, I think, lately too, to get some really cool joints around here mm-hmm. um, in the northeast PA that they're really embracing uh, local, locally sourced, sometimes sustainable, constant change, and having fun with their menus. Um, I mean, not to name drop, but like Bar Pazzo and Scranton, like they're—I mean—the stuff that they're doing is awesome. And some of it's very familiar, and some of it's kind of pushing it. Uh, and their food's amazing, and they're doing really, really well. I mean, there's so many great restaurants around here now that are just really having a lot of fun with their menus and uh, using um, just just trying to use different ingredients, even if it's familiar. Right. Just try try a different kind of meat, you know? Yeah. Get your meat and potato. Like, you like meat and potatoes. Well, how about, like, you know, this restaurant that's a meat and potatoes restaurant doing buffalo ribeye? Instead of just steak, right? Nothing crazy expensive, different flavor, different texture, and have some fun with that. Um, instead of putting a pork chop on, get why not get some wild boar? Mm-hmm. Very simple, very uh, but just delicious. You'll you know, probably never eat pork chop again because the wild boar is so yeah. darn good. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're really fortunate right now. There's a really cool movement I think going on, and it's been going on for the last few years. I think that's yeah, the it's one. Been thing. Getting it, really excited.
2: Go ahead. Rick. Does that drive you to be more creative with what you're doing? Because oh, I well, mean, most you, definitely. With, yeah. with just even the name, peculiar. I think you, you you have to stand out. And then if other people are trying new things, and you got to kind of take it up another notch. Yeah, I would think.
1: Yeah, for sure. I try to. Uh, I definitely try to push it as far as I can, as far as what we're doing, without making a wacky menu. Um, not to like, you know. I guess not. Not to take away from what I had just defended Guy Fieri's restaurant, but I was kind of thinking lately about like you know the the origin of Peculiar was because when I started it, that's kind of what that's kind of what I was thinking about. How wacky can I get it? How you know how much bacon can I freaking wrap something? <laughs> and and, and, I, and I wrote never enough. That's the I answer wrote something the on, yes. online the other day. How much bacon can I top something? That'll collapse under its own weight of gooey, freaking, smoke, goodness. When does bacon <laughs> become a black hole? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. And, and, and when when I first started, that was the origin of the name: was we're gonna make the wackiest food. And I've definitely evolved. I think over the last couple of years as a cook, that that's not the that's not where I want to go. But I still want to push it. I still, you know, w- whether it be making things homemade, whether it be, you know just different ingredients um like this week we have a bunch of food truck stuff i mean we have like alligator i mean we just oh, i love alligator. just different meats different proteins you know sourced the right way and 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 some people say you know they'll look at a menu and say well what's peculiar about it well it's not necessarily that we put all this wacky shit and wrapped it and deep fried it and then battered it and deep fried it again Maybe it's the thought process that went into it. Maybe it's the fact that everything is homemade on it, that we made the mustard, we made the ketchup, we made the buns, we made the pickles, we ground the meat, and the meat came from fucking Honesdale for this simple burger. Maybe that's what's peculiar. Yeah is that
0: it's peculiar that I gave a shit how's that, that yeah out? yeah, and
1: maybe we're just <laughs> fucking peculiar because we're n- nobody that works for us is normal
0: and I mean that <laughs>
1: with nothing but love and affection we're a different breed of, of, and we're cut from a different cloth we try to you know show a lot of passion in what we do and I, that's where the peculiar r- name really means now because sometimes I think ah oh, man I kicked myself with this fucking name because sometimes we go out and serve something really straightforward but then we think where? how do we source it Where did it come from? How much effort went into to make sure that this wasn't some farm-raised salmon that was you know, caught in its own shit? This thing was (laughs) wild-caught by a guy who I found out his name from the guy I bought it from. And it was line-caught by him and his son and used bait and didn't troll him in and suffocated to death. And that's what makes this peculiar now. Well it's so, more of the
0: ad. like I think it's it's getting people to understand like your name is more about your attitude than it is than the about food. the specific dishes yeah. or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Like I said, we try to push the push some you know, some some limits with the food. Yeah, you but know? you're not
0: you're not going out you're like, like, Whoa, wow crazy and like no, with like googly no. eyeglasses or something. No, we're
1: <laughs> just trying to have a lot of fun with what yeah. we do and uh but, like, yeah, like the, the, I guess, Jesus, that was a long-winded version to answer your fucking question. Um, <laughs> yes. The local chefs as well as the bigger chefs in the big cities drive me uh, not in the direction of a certain dish but to constantly get better at what I'm trying to do, whether it be techniques, uh, ingredients, or trends. You know, just trying to um, see, you know, constantly – Seen what's going on in the big cities, and how can they, you know, how can I make it my own without essentially taking a menu yeah. item and bring it to Northeast PA? That's something that's never been done. Um, my dream right now that we're, you know, really working hard on. I, I don't even know if I really even bring it up, but I guess I'm going to because I don't care. Um, there is not an honest to god, just simple, good old fashioned noodle joint in northeast mm-hmm. pa mm. like a like a ramen shop that you could go and get some really cool fun appetizers the steamed buns and the you know different things like that and then honest ramen yeah mm. homemade alkaline noodles the dashi the smoked pork broths that took two days to make and are dirt cheap and you fire this food out and just make beautiful honest ramen and nobody you know it's just not in northeast pa yeah. it doesn't exist that's something I'm dying to do. Mm. You know, it's part of our expansion well, it's cool. plan. It's just yeah. not, and not be under, the, not the name peculiar. Yeah. But just peculiar like- Ramen Shop. No, fuck that. No, <laughs> we'll come up with a cooler name than yeah. that, but it'll all be under the same umbrella.
0: But even the thought mm. that you could, that that's a possibility now just kind of shows where things have come. It right. Is. I mean, it,
2: to say that 20 years ago, yeah, I don't it, think you no. you could, you know. Everybody be really well.
1: thinking, you're going to serve the fucking dried pasta that comes in that little yeah. packet Why not open powder? up a pizza hey. shop?
0: Why do you just open up pizza? I mean, yeah. it's... Jesus, yeah, I mean, exactly. it 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 gonna... a dollar for every time somebody... <laughs> you know, it's a
1: cash business, you know, <laughs> <laughs> really? Because every time I get a pizza I use my fucking debit card. So <laughs> thank you very much. That, that's
0: that's been the way I mean I know we're getting hyper local on that, but I mean that's the way it's it's kind of been around here for a long time. Like right. that was really it. If you were gonna open up a restaurant, you fell in line with what was already there. Italian
1: you, pizza, Chinese takeout, which, yeah. which is know. why
2: I think you've seen a lot of those things come and go after a while. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You,
0: you, like, it, it could be like it's, it's insert a s- name here. Same business, but yeah. insert name here I, for whatever I, it is. And I, the, you
2: see that a lot in the area too, where you know it's like one Italian restaurant closes and then another one opens the exact in same the location, location. Yeah. In, you know, and doing it pretty much the same and the way. The changes
0: the the marquee in the front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's
2: like, why, why bother? You know, it's just the same
0: stuff. I could do it better. <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, I guess that's not. The attitude. You know, well, what are do you doing do do with your
1: pizza that's better? Well, I get this cheese imported from Italy. Oh, so does three other <laughs> yeah. there,
0: there's there's so, there's so much with that but I mean just to even see how far that's gone because those thoughts of that has always kind of been like the major city thing but now you're starting to see that bleed out into to smaller city, even the food truck taking we're not off, that right. far from the big city
1: no and i don't like, forget that all the time yeah but i mean like you know the, the thing people always say and i say it too which is i shouldn't we are always three years behind new york and philadelphia and we are two fucking hours away, yeah, right. We should not be that far behind no. mm-hmm. and uh so i th- I just think now is the time uh, and a great opportunity to try to do something cool and different and, and and it's I'm already seeing it you know different ways that some of my you know chef buddies are you know having a lot of fun in their restaurants and stuff that we're just trying to do on the food trucks and um even the people embracing the food trucks, you know it's been a lot of fun. I mean, you know, just like ta- like Taco Tuesday. Every fucking buddy does Taco Tuesday. And I said, <laughs> you know, I want to do it too. I hate to like jump on a bandwagon, but I love tacos. It was out of passion, not necessarily marketing. We started doing it every Tuesday at the same bar every Tuesday. And every Tuesday we changed the menu. And mm-hmm. we, have so- we have so much yeah. fun doing it. And it's been a lot of fun. And I've had to put some weird fucking meats on, man. Not even weird meats, but like like the one I've done like beef tongue, you know tripe sweetbreads, and always always wow. sell people are are definitely northeast bay is making me very, very happy because they are trying some different shit oh,
0: no, it's cool, especially I think especially here uh getting people in through weird meats. Is great because you have such a hard like a large hunter area, so people are sure, used to eating yeah, like sure. different yeah, you know like organs and things like that from things they've hunted. Because you go to other areas and if they're not familiar with that, it's just too foreign. Unless you're talking you know chicken, be- like just the standards, right? It, it kind of gets like too weird. Because man, oh, that's that's kind of one of the things that got me into it too. Is I remember the first time I had ostrich. Mm-hmm. and I was seventeen, sixteen, and I had an ostrich burger, and holy God, fuck, so good! It, that it was just like that. Made me not, because I used to, I was very, because of my upbringing, like, I don't know how you were with, with your, with your mother always experimenting with different things no, with you? Okay. No, not at all. Because I was, I was always scared to try different foods when I was a kid. Yeah. And because I just, I didn't know. So it was kind of, you, you almost kind of had the thought in the back of your head, like you were allergic to it or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, my,
2: my mom was, uh, was very conservative when it came to food. You know, she likes the same things the same way mm-hmm. and very, very plain you know, like yeah. not. You know, don't even put a ketchup on it. Like it is, it has to be plain, plain, plain. And she's still like that to this day. You know, where she won't, she she won't eat meat that's even the least bit red. It has to be well done all the oh time. God, that's bummer. And that's yeah, the one thing I got not, I didn't. I didn't have that yeah, one. not not one bit red. No, ma- even if that's the way it's done. You know, like my my father told me this story the other day. It was funny about uh, sh- she she got prime rib, mm. and. She wanted them to cook it. Mm. Oh, cook it, cook it till he's. But that's not how it's made. No. You, you, it's prime rib. Well, the whole you know? rib like, is roasted to one temperature. Yeah, it's, a, it's like, okay. So throw so, it on the grill.
1: So order a Delmonico, then. right? <laughs> so they
2: they so did, and she was like, "Oh, this is so tough." And it's like, "That's what you wanted." That's you know? what you wanted. He's he's yeah. like, get out of that box for five yeah. minutes and try something different. Like my my the most adventurous. My dad, I think, would get was really with Chinese food. It was like, "Ooh, wow! My how exotic!" Hasn't
1: touched it ever. Yes, is still. He's sixty-five years old. Never <laughs> ordered Chinese food. I've got him to eat some different stuff. Like I remember my, my, one of my first pop-ups. Thank you, sweetie. I got another frosty beer. <laughs> I like you that you bring me the the can too. Well, I'm thinking you haven't yeah. seen them, so So I'm not just so. I, first, a I'm going to put them on my untapped, and b I know that you're <laughs> not going to slip a roofie
0: into them. How do you know I didn't uh, do that before? Well, I poured we could it all. Dream. <sighs>
1: um, I like my very first pop up. I did a salmon tartare dish, and it was real simple, but it was my kind of ode to spicy uh, spicy salmon roll or spicy tuna roll. Sriracha mayo. Oh, okay. I freaking love sriracha mayo. Mm, yeah. So it was a tartare dish, on, uh, and you use cucumbers like instead of pita chips or whatever, and you ate it on, on cucumber, mm. quote unquote, crostini. And uh, real simple, but I was just a flavor that I adore, and uh, my dad ate it, and it was raw. Wow. And I told him before, I said, just so you know, and he ate it, because my dad's the best, man. He so He supports the hell out of us. But he still won't order General Sal's fucking chicken. <laughs> oh, that that's, that's that so was funny. funny. That was the one But that's just love, yeah. I guess, from my old man. But get yeah. some general sales. It's pretty yummy. Oh, right? Yeah. And Come get on. the
0: pork fried rice. Don't be yeah. stupid. <laughs> that's definitely one of the Chinese. like that's the thing that's funny too, is like when we're you know, what we were exposed mm-hmm. to with that, with like the international food and stuff like that. Yeah. What we thought of growing up like, was...
2: Yeah, exactly. It was internet. exotic or yeah, was you know, <laughs> just made up Different, here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Whenever, whenever we talk about that, you know what it reminds me of is uh, in A Christmas Story. Oh. With when, the, when they go and they the get the, the yeah. duck. <laughs> and now, like, I eat duck like, it, like it's, you know. <laughs> I know. It's weird because I remember <laughs> like seeing it's that. It's chicken like, finger. Oh, it seems right? so weird when and we were a kid. The fact that there's a whole head and Yeah, everything, everything about it. Yeah. We were just on Reading Terminal Market, and I just walked up to the duck lady. I'm like, uh, can I just have half of that? You know? It's amazing how the, the perception has changed. Yeah. I'd kill for a Peking Duck Restaurant, in Northeast PA. Though. That's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. It,
0: it's, it's so funny, like it, with everything though. Like it, so much of our childhood does influence, like everything with that, because for of sure. that. Because I mean, yeah, like for sure, growing up that way. And I think us being sheltered the way we were, because mm-hmm. it's like, I wonder how it would have been if like, you know, our parents were award winning chefs traveling all over. Like, yeah, would we had become like jaded at the age of 10. Like, I don't maybe know. we <laughs> wouldn't give a shit.
1: Maybe we'd all be addicted to like yeah. fast food. Yeah. yeah be like, it's like, right, Taco Bell all the like, time Enough with the fucking braised this <laughs> and the other thing. Like, you know, you're saying my mom was a really good cook, but she had her recipes. She had her things. The wackiest thing she would do sometimes for, for her and my dad was liver and onions. And I always remember. makes me think
0: of Doug. Remember the episode of Doug when he had liver and onions? <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember oh, that God. one. God. Was, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I totally remember that. I'm going to look that one up.
1: <laughs> liver and onions is one of those things that when I smell it, I, I, I adore the smell of sautéing liver and onions. It's beef and it's onion. And it just smells so good. But I hate liver. I always have, unless it's mm. duck liver. I love foie gras. <laughs> but something about beef... Like, there's probably three things in the world that I don't like. Maraschino cherries and uh, beef liver and uh, maybe coconut is the other one. And that's it. But that was as exotic as the Philbins ever got. <laughs> and when that would happen, then they would make, like, pasta and red sauce for my sister and I. Um, but there's a lot of recipes. We, do, we were just talking uh, the other day. We just... It would have been my mom's birthday yesterday. We were uh, talking about some recipes that we never got. So my sister has a lot of them. She keeps them in her in her house, but there's a couple that she got, and one was her mac and cheese. And I remember the mac and cheese vividly, because that's the mac and cheese is when I developed my love for texture in food. If you could, so she would cook a pasta off, and then she mixed it with a blend of wacky shredded. And sliced cheeses she got from, uh, it was Mister Z's at the time and Durier, from the deli department, and the base was that cheese and Campbell's tomato soup,
2: hmm.
1: and then she would bake it for a, a disgusting amount of time, <laughs> which would essentially turn the pasta into you know just about nothing. Yeah. But goddamn, it, it was so good. The texture thing comes in was at the end, and I don't know why she did it. But I loved it. She would stir in raw yellow onions, hmm. and that to me that was the best part of it. And that's where I fell in love with texture. And I still think about that all the time when I cook. If I make like, um, if it's Taco Tuesday, for example, mm. if I'm making a taco, and I you know come up with something, I'm like ah, playing around eating it. i like, I need the crunch in there too. Yeah, you don't just want a mushy taco.
0: Yeah,
1: right. And I always think about. My, my my mom's uh raw <laughs> onions and her Campbell's soup mac and cheese. <laughs> it was the best mac and cheese ever, and I'll never That's know awesome. how, exactly how it was made. I'm but. sorry,
0: I'm a child. I, I laughed at mushy taco, <laughs> mushy taco. <I> <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason I'm never gonna grow up. No, I mean, The things, no, that, <laughs> no, the for things sure. that just make me <laughs> snicker. Eric loves a good <laughs> mushy taco. <laughs> Man, the secrets out now. <laughs> one of the one of the other things I, I, I I'm wondering what you thought. I mean we. uh South Park had the episode on it, which was phenomenal. Creme fresh, <laughs> creme fresh was, was Yelp.
1: <laughs> oh my god, the billion
0: dollar bully! Yeah. i a anxiously
1: awaiting that. Uh, I don't think that the, it's out yet. The they are making a documentary. Oh really? About the billion dollar bully. So hmm. That's what
0: I, I just wonder. Like, I know you—it's something kind of—it's almost dangerous to talk about in some ways because you just piss off one troll and fucking there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Story of my life, though.
0: <laughs> Pissing <laughs> off trolls.
1: No, I don't want to oh. piss off trolls. They just get pissed off <laughs> for no reason. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't care about Yelp. I want. I, I, it, it does nothing for us. Um, they. I, I don't even know where to start with Yelp. Uh, as a business owner, I mean, they call us probably anywhere from ten to sixteen times a week, trying mm-hmm. to get us to advertise. So sometimes I answer and I talk to this guy and I say, you know. uh... We're in good shape on advertising. We do local, if we do. And uh, he's like, "Well, I noticed, you know, you had uh, four, pe- four people view your uh, Yelp page this week. That's pretty good. You should probably jump on that." I'm like hm. four people, four people. <laughs> and, well, I, and, and all right, and, and please. Please don't think I'm. A, I'm not trying to sound like a dick. No, no. But of, I said I, to the guy, "This is preface before. Yeah, <laughs> I had four people look at my Yelp page, but we just had like 42 new followers on my Instagram.
2: Right? Don't you think that's a fuck l- your Yelp? Bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a little little you're more in,
0: helpful, you and you're think? in control of them, versus, the, the, Right? My
1: yeah. my biggest issue. I would be all in on Yelp if I knew what the biggest. My biggest issue with Yelp is this: you don't advertise. They do two things. Number one, they hide positive reviews. And number two, they hire people to put negative reviews up. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's as simple as it is. That's why they call them the billion-dollar bully, and that's why people are all up in arms about Yelp. There's this awesome company called True Cooks, and they have this beautiful tasting spoon. And at the end, it's the Yelp logo. And there's signs all over certain restaurants, like in Manhattan and stuff, that said, uh, Yelp helped us. You know, It's like their, their slogan. Yeah. And uh, on the spoon, it says Yelp fucked us (laughs) (laughs) because that's why I say it with some some pride. I'm not the only chef that feels that way. I mean, we do have God bless knocking on wood here. Uh, We do have good reviews on Yelp um, because we have the most amazing uh, peculiar peeps that I could ever ask for. And we've been very fortunate. Yeah, and if I of, keep saying no, there's going to be a time where I, I'm, I'm yeah. afraid that that's going to change, and I kind of don't give a shit.
0: Right. It, it's definitely it's one of those things that is as most things with the internet starts out helpful, in, in a lot of ways, isn't that good? I thought you liked that one. That's why. All
1: right, I'm drinking Rushing Duck Handcrafted. It's orange divided by zero. Connie. It's
0: called. I just got it this last week. It's really good.
1: Not to go back to the beer geek radio hour. But holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> This is a pale black India pale ale Imperial Session.
0: Yeah, they're, really, wow. they're, they're a brewery. They're uh, like an hour and a half from wow. where we are in an EPA and go up this there. Ge- George the and I Georgia, Georgia, I went up there like last week. That's when I got there. This that. is
1: the most com- one of the most complex IPAs yeah. I've had in a long time.
0: So they're really good. Really, really yeah. good. See? Look at that. Wow. I know how to hook them up. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh.
1: And it's not overly hot because there's so much shit going on. No, like, that's like, like floral, but then there's like earth like that
0: that specific like chili one chili
1: powder or something. It's really, really that nice. That
0: specific one is they, they change the hops out Wanna each try batch. It? Every batch they rich. change out the hops. This one is Azaka oh, really? Azaka and Citra. And those oh, are like Zaca. two of my Azaka hop is Ooh. one of my favorite hops. Citra hops makes Not me sneeze. Like,
1: I'm allergic to citra hops. Can you imagine such a thing?
0: I'm sure probably someone has that, any minute
1: though. now. I'm going to go into ten to fourteen sneezes in a row,
0: <laughs> and I'm going to do all of them into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure someone has some kind oh of weird God. thing like that. Mm, um, what were we talking about? Yelp, Yelp. Um, but, but with with any of those things, like it starts out as a great idea. Like it is a, it is a helpful idea. Like you go to an area, it's an awesome idea. You want to find a good restaurant, hop on, you, to you go to it. Yelp, and it, it's it's helpful. But then, and that's what I wonder. Like where does that that tipping point happen where it becomes no longer useful in the way that it was intended or should be to i don't want to say a nuisance because it's not know. a nuisance right. But when, when
1: big business gets a hold of it i guess i mean yelp was started by a guy that loved restaurants and hotels and travel and wanted to start a rating system and then you know ashton kutcher put some money behind him and the next thing you know I forget who owns Yelp right now, but it's somebody way bigger than the three of us. And now, I mean, like, you got to hear, like, the voicemails they leave. They're like, hey, Gene, it's uh, Derek. Uh, I do sorry- not work for Yelp. Sorry, Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's not what I heard. So, uh, sorry I missed you. I know we've been playing phone tag. <laughs> well, anyway, I got a great deal for you here. Phone tag. Is that
0: guy Smiley from Sesame oh, Street? Right. Motherfucker,
1: I've never called you back. There is no tag. Tag, I'm it. You're
0: playing with yourself. Yes. So,
1: um... Yeah, I mean, do, you know, like do we? Do I put it on sometimes when we go out of town? Sure, check it out. Yeah. you know, because it does have its place. It,
0: yeah, it does have a usefulness. It's just absolutely the way things have gone. Is it's it's become. It's the way it's being ran. Well, it's it's there's that. Let's see that end. I don't not even as familiar with because I don't have as much to do with with that stuff. But to me, I'm looking at it as like some of these people who take it as like. This is my moment to shine and shit on everything. Yeah, yes. And then just they're just going and the, the stuff they're ranting and raving about. You're like, who even pays attention to you? you just you feel so ignif- no, so insignificant. The rest of right. your life.
1: I've read some like there's some guys that I know, like friends, even just friends that I have that they go not like that Yelp is their thing and they write like very well and. They write how they feel and they write like it just comes off, you know, even if they don't like it, they're like, ah fuck good service. No, they write you know
0: at least let someone know like what it
1: It's almost like they put a little passion into their review. It's like a
0: good Amazon review. That's what you want. For sure. You want to know a little bit more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, like especially when you're looking at technology. Techies will write the right like, they just write it the, the, the proper way. If you're
0: saying it's bad, why is it bad? Why I don't care it that it's bad. I care why it's bad. Because maybe why Man. it's bad for you won't bother me in the least. I
1: bit. didn't like it because it didn't play it loud enough for yeah. me.
0: Kid Rock wasn't on all the time while I was there. This is
1: ridiculous. <laughs> I don't like this food because it was. Uh, they didn't
0: have any. I came in. There was they a... won't
1: serve me a vodka and a red bull. Were... <laughs> There was a baby
0: here with the family. Yeah. And I don't want anything to do with that. No babies. <laughs> no babies. Rule number one. I go out, there's no freaking babies. Is this, this is like three Donald Trump sitting around now. <laughs> <It sounds laughs> <like> the babies. <laughs> I, I wish I could do a Trump. I did. Yeah, that's the closest I'm gonna get to it. Yeah.
1: Uh but yeah, no, it it definitely it it's it's not a terrible thing. I, I know I just kinda yeah, r- oh yeah, no, ranted about it for ten minutes. It definitely has its you know, there's a lot of people that go on Yelp that actually give a shit. But then you just get, like, someone that gives somebody, like, a, a one-star review. Oh, shit. Uh, what did I just read the other day? They gave um, a local business, and I wish I could remember the business because I'd give them a shout-out because I, I know that their food is good. They went – they gave the local business – okay, I remember. <laughs> they gave a Rons in Durie where I worked Yeah, and I love – even though I don't get to go there too much anymore, because I still love it, as uh, well. I still love it dearly. And they gave them a one-star review because they went there on a Monday and they were closed.
2: <laughs> so you you literally didn't review it because yeah. they weren't open. Yeah. They weren't open. That's so how how
1: do you do that? But they gave them a one-star review. That's right. The Amazon...
2: Which hurts
0: then overall. Yeah, because well, yeah. you know yeah, right, you're looking accurate, at... yeah, that that's the Amazon review that's one star that says package was damaged. Yeah. Right. I don't fucking care. It has nothing to do with anything. It nothing to do with anything you saying. The, uh, what about the laptop? Was that, yeah. that damaged? Yeah. No. It works fine. I actually yeah. like it a lot. Yeah, but the yeah. box well, had a dent in it. I it. like, like, well, love okay, it. Okay. Well, that yeah. has nothing to do with it. That's not a review. Or right. when someone reviews, like the my, my favorite is you go on, there's um, there's a band, Grade, that I fucking love, Grade. I don't know if you, they're like an old hardcore band.
1: Grade, G-R-E-D-E? Yeah. No,
0: never they have an album called "Under the Radar." I can't remember his name now, but he was a winner from American Idol. Uh, I don't remember. I remember he had like gray hair. I don't remember anybody. Oh, on. Really? Freaking American. But he had an album also called under the radar when he came out after america idol older gentleman yeah uh, i don't remember his name. quite a while ago maybe yeah it was Jamie. a while yeah, yeah, ago. yeah
1: yeah yeah. he was pretty good his
0: album was called under the radar well a bunch of people started putting shitty reviews under grades album which is one of the best hardcore albums ever uh, and then oh, putting like geez. this is taylor this hicks American taylor album. hicks i think is yes. his name. yeah yeah, yeah, That's yeah. It was, yeah. i just i just saw the review in my mind and, this is not taylor hicks under the radar Blah 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 i'm like why does it have to lower the rating of that? Because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Right. Like, exactly. Like that's, that's when I, when I see those kind of things, like that's, what pisses me off with those services. I'm like, you're lowering it because you're a fucking moron. There's a, it, and that's th- not how it
2: should work. And
0: Facebook even has a rating system on a lot of their things, yeah. like a lot of
2: businesses and oh, stuff. And yeah. you see the same shit where it's like somebody's personal grudge or whatever yeah. Yeah. against somebody, and has nothing to do with the business, and they're just punishing them. Yeah, you know, like that's that's stupid.
0: That's why, I, and you see that more and more. I think that's to me what ruins the usefulness of those services because then it just becomes an outlet for someone's grudge that would go somewhere else, right? Exactly. It's not useful. It's not helpful. It's not saying, "Hey, uh, this happened when we were there." No, no, not looking for you know a voucher or a gift certificate. I just want to let you know that this happened. You know, we had a bad experience with the server or whatever. Right. Have you know anybody has anybody else ever complained about this? But if they're not doing it in this you know trying to be productive manner, yeah, there is no use for it. Right. And the problem is, is it's on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and. The bulk of those there's things. There's a lot of people have no use for on the internet. <laughs> yeah, there's, that's the bulk of those things go in the completely wrong direction.
2: Oh, for sure. Well, you know, it's even at the point now where uh, we'll, pr- we'll probably talk about that on another show completely. But uh, a lot of websites, uh, and I pay attention to this as as a guy who runs an online publication, a lot of major publications are just completely doing away with comment systems oh, altogether. Yeah, because yeah, you,
0: you, know? you have to have someone monitoring right. before
2: it goes into like...
0: Someone's someone talking about Hitler and things. yeah, <laughs> like all and, right, and little they little? It's,
2: it's, it, like really in this day and age, it's not really productive anymore because most of the conversation happens on social media, and yeah. I see the same thing on my site where it's it's most of the people that t- that comment or talk about the story are sharing it on their own Facebook page and they're talking about it on there. The, the comment system is is useless now, yeah. you know, like yeah. it, it's it's really just a magnet for trolls who just have nothing better to do than comment, and, and you know, on Facebook at least. Most of the time, it's mo- most real people using their real names. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, a, lo- a lot of comment systems, you could just make up a fake profile yeah. and just go and troll ho- however you want, you know. And you see that so much.
0: I, I just every time I hear troll, I always just think of that episode of South Park when they were doing the online gaming and the guy in his basement. Do you yeah, remember that? yeah. Remember that episode. I always <laughs> think
1: about it, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, where you have to pay the troll toll to get into the boys' hole. <laughs> Yes. I read your uh, I read your post the other day, um, about the positive posts versus the negative posts. I don't know if yeah. that's what you're talking about. I was uh South Park oh, troll Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> that's what I picture when I think of troll. That's it's pretty much dead act. I wonder what his avatar
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> the Easter egg on Twitter. Uh. Just about the positive likes versus the negative likes. Yeah. Um I see that a lot on different sites. I mean, I you know I follow your site. I try to share all your stuff as often as possible. I I appreciate that. Um, I see that totally. Yeah, it's it, it, it happens
2: all the time, and I I think uh, a lot of people just don't think about it. Like as a content creator, you think about it. You know, you're yeah. constantly oh, sure. you're monitoring this stuff and whatever, and it's like it's kind of depressing. Because uh, long story short, I had just posted a note that said, you know, we just did a story the other day uh, that was a negative story about a guy. Who was at the the local fair And he Uh, had a Nazi flag hanging Right next to a Trump flag You know, so you can tell what he was Trying to say there And you know, uh, obviously the comments Blew up, the shares blew up, everybody's Like talking about it and whatever And then the next day I posted You know, a a positive story With all these pictures of local performers uh, Artists, comedians uh, Musicians, whatever All hanging out and stuff like that And it got zero shares, zero reactions and it's like that shows, you know, oh, it, yeah. it's and the thing is, is is you're contributing to what you're complaining about. You know, you're always saying, oh, social media is so negative all the time. Why do people are, or why are people so shitty or whatever? But then you see something like that and you scroll right by it. And then you look at this. Th- oh, Trump said this. Oh, I'm going to share it. I'm going to get angry. God I'm going to fight it, with people. Trump. And they and they constantly you're fighting with your family members, oh, like, you're fighting with your friends, and yeah. it's like oh you're, you've God. never I changed any minds doing all, that. Yeah, no. for you've sure. never fixed anything. You've never made the world a better place by doing that. But you do make the world a better place by being positive to somebody by saying, "Hey, or not." I saw that. this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. By not <laughs> sure. doing it at all, you know, like if you're if you if you see uh, you know a, a musician on there and you share his stuff and you tell him what that music means to you. That changes the world so much more yeah. Oh, yeah. than you trying to say, oh, you should vote for this guy. No one cares Nobody. what you think. No, no so, one so cares. So much of that
0: is from what's become clickbait culture. Yes. Because it's it's not so much like no one's diving into what's actually being discussed. It's just the headline. The headline. Yes. And that's it. So that, Yeah, they're not that's, even reading the stories no. anymore. So they the don't out- even get the details. Yeah. Oh. So the outrage is, is completely... sometimes not even directed at the right thing. Right. Because right. you can tell like when someone hasn't read it and it's just like they just kinda go. And that's <laughs> why a lot of it I think is is stemmed from that because yeah. they just have given up on any Almost like I don't want to say like I don't want to sound like one of these people like you're all sheep, but it's almost like no, almost any independent no, thought is sheep, gone though. from it. Right. Like that's what it seems like. That's what's happened yeah. is that it, it's not. It's just like I read this sentence and this is how I feel in this moment right now. And that, that's it. And it's <laughs> like and unfortunately we live in a world. Oh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but right now we live in a world where you can have that stir up emotion and have an outlet to spew it out there. Right. And then some people, a lot of people don't even have to answer to it. They say it. You deal with it now, and then fucking walk, and walk <laughs> away. It's like, yeah, yeah. right, all right. Well, when did that happen? <laughs> like, I don't need to. I didn't ask for you to shit in my mouth, but thank you. And that's it. And then you, then you're left with having read that, and then it kind of makes you like, well, I don't want to read. Yeah, it this. sours your day. Yeah. you know, and it's, it's like, just, it sours right. your idea of what
2: social media is and what it can be used for. You know, and that it's goes, like that
0: old thing. Like you, you, if you had a time machine and you went back a hundred years and you told someone you have a device that fits in your pocket that you could. Touch on the world's knowledge and like look what we're doing with it. Yeah, like that's what that's the saddest thing about it. All of it is like we have come so far and like we haven't moved a fucking inch. (laughs) Like that's it's human nature. Yeah, you know, unfortunately. Do you think people were scrolling stuff like that in the wild, wild west, like in the Porto potties? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) What did we do before?
1: Uh, so scrolling memes,
0: right. I used to read shampoo bottles. That's what I used to do. I'll tell you that much. Fair enough. <laughs> the amount I don't know what <laughs> else you used to do with the All right. All right. Well, what you, before we dismount, Gene, do you have anything cool coming up?
1: Uh, yeah, we have lots of cool stuff actually. This is um, going to be
0: next week coming out. So
1: we're going to be, well, one thing that's really cool. I'm really, really excited for, uh, just to talk about even though it's uh, it's sold out, which oh. is really cool.
0: Hey, this is what you can't do, everybody. But, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: hey, you want to know what you can't do, but you could have if you were faster? No, I'm just kidding. Um, we have a wonderful relationship with uh, Sabatini's Bottle Shop, and we've been doing our Taco Tuesdays there every Tuesday on the truck, which are coming to an end. So we have a couple Aww. weeks left. Um, so if you want to get your taco fix before the end of the uh, season – uh, keep your eyes peeled on the media that's social, and you'll see all the cool event pages and stuff. The other thing we're doing is uh, we are starting our own beer dinner supper club. Uh, super cool, super fun, I, I, I think. Uh, it's called Table for 12. In the private room, I'm going to be cooking in the back of Sabatini's, and it is a table for 12. Uh, we are taking 12 reservations, and we're doing a multi-course tasting menu along with the tasting beer. So the first one uh, we put up yesterday, and about four hours it sold out. It's a six-course dinner. I'm really, really excited. We try to source as much locally and sustainable as possible. Um, The beers are from all over the world, of course, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's very different um, for us. We're not going to be doing... And not to deter you from checking it out, but we are not going to be doing the chicken and waffles, prefixed menus, or the burgers. We're really, really trying to push the food um, to a different direction for this, not forever. Well, but and you for have this. such an
0: intimate setting; like it's so a that's the time to do it because you can have those discussions. Well, it's nope. it's going to
1: be in the private room, and what we want to do is we want to serve every course and explain the course, and then Lindo. Uh, the owner of Sabatini's is going to uh, explain why the beer goes with it and we're just going to have a lot of fun. It's not going to be this whole educational thing. You don't have to listen to us for a half hour. It's going to be like two seconds. Like hey here's where this chicken came from or here's where this quail came from. Uh, Here's how it's prepared. Here's how uh, it goes with the beer. And then I walk away and he says okay we thought that the nuttiness would go really well with this and blah blah blah. We want to make it really really special and really really fun and once a month 12 people tops and we're going to do some really cool shit. I'm really looking forward uh, to the next few months. Also, uh, we're getting back into pop-up season as I like to call it. We haven't done a proper pop-up dinner since April. We did a couple of pig roasts and stuff over the summer for fun Mm. and some outdoor music shit. And that was awesome. We had a great time, but uh, we're going to get back to uh, get back to some of the classics. Um, The comfort food nights that were always a blast, especially in the cold weather. You know, we're going to do ramen night again, get people jazzed up for ramen to see where maybe this uh, new adventure we're thinking about, you know, uh, where that goes. We're going to try just to keep pushing it, keep doing everything different and exciting and fun and uh, just keep, you know, your eyes peeled on the uh, interwebs.
0: uh, What's this interwebs?
1: It's on the computer now, Oh, recently.
0: Um, (laughs) They've heard this. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, yeah, man, we're just trying to do some cool shit. We're trying to make people excited, and uh, we want to make people uh, never say the words, there's nothing to do in Northeast PA (laughs) ever again, because there is a lot to do.
0: Well, you've been doing a lot. And uh, we appreciate you coming by. We'll have to have you back. We're gonna be doing Thanks our. For me. We're gonna get getting into horror stuff soon. Yeah, so I'll be back, back next Thursday. be yeah. so We'll have <laughs> Gene here a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, get I into horror stuff. That. All right. So until then, uh, we'll catch you next week. Have a good night. Bye.
1: Cheers.